Welcome to Motor Cult episode 60. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zanetsky. Hello, sir. Hello there. And we have a guest this week. Hello there. Hey, that's Randy Starn. Hey. Yay. Welcome back. You stole my line, (laughs) which I stole from you and McGregor. And we also have Nick Johannes here in case we need to learn about space. Yeah, Nick is here as Jana, because Jana's not here. (laughs) She has a cold again. No, no, she, uh, yes, she does. Now she turned into Nick. Okay. I apologize. Hi, Jana. (laughs) Anyhow, how are you doing, Randy? I'm doing very well, guys. So it's good. We've had you on the books, actually, for quite a while, because it's that time of year. Yes, it's the most do... wonderful time of the year. Randy no, sings that's not volume true. one. Um, <laughs> the most wonderful time of the year is Halloween. But anyway. <laughs> well, that's debatable. <laughs> well, it's certainly not Thanksgiving. Coin uh, flip, everybody. Jeez, let's just punt. Anyway, Randy, why don't you tell us, what this most wonderful time of year entails with Victory and Reseda. It is called the, uh, it's officially called the Victory and Reseda Vehicle of the Year Award. And what do we know it as? We know it as hashtag VOTY18, also known as VOTY18. And that is? And that, again, that is the Vehicle of the Year Award. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at fishing. Yes, you are. Uh, yes, you are. And you could throw that line back. Anyway. Excellent. So, so I participated in this. I think Ryan did too, right? Yes, I did. Okay. So we participated in the voting. You sent out a round of that. Actually, though, Ryan was supposed to... Uh, okay, we're going to go... Was it supposed to? Yeah. You, I might have forgot something. Yeah, you forgot something. I what sent you an email. Uh, I was uh, reaching out to a uh, media panelist. Uh, you said nothing. He said yes. Oh, oops. I'm sorry. But, but you've done this before. So you've done it two years ago. I yeah. Yeah. So you know what the media panel is all about. But let, well, let's back up a little bit. Here. I responded immediately with the most enthusiastic vehicles on the list. Uh, you certainly did. Yep. The ones with the manuals and or goodness. Yeah, same here. <laughs> and my colleagues love Do you have the original <laughs> list here? Because what you gave us is the actual, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go back into the site. Um, uh, I, I might have an email from Randy. Let's see if I can pull it up. Sure. Okay. Derailing your own episode. So, Randy, yep. while, we're, while we're figuring out what's going on with this whole voting situation, I want to talk about that really awesome car that you drove here. It's in a very... Not awesome color, but the car itself is great. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> this is true. Uh, it is called. It is the 2019 Toyota Corolla hatchback in the SE trim. It's the 12th generation of the uh, Toyota Corolla, so it's, this is the first offering from that particular generation. It's built off of the new Toyota new gener. What the hell is it? Then then the Toyota TNGA, next generation, yeah, next generation uh, architecture. So it's shared with a whole bunch of others, but it's its own car, really. So a uh, big couple big things that happened. So this is far from the IM that you probably remember from Scion. Or I as do remember that. IM. I see them all the time. I'm like, that is the same car, but then I looked into it and it really isn't. No, it's not. They, they look astonishingly alike. And I've been fooled by people with IMs a lot lately. Mm. Yes. And it, I get really excited and I kind of get let down. It's You it's could buy the, an IM with a manual, could you not? It's just yeah, you yes, certainly can. Yeah. It's it's not as good of a manual. Right. But probably no, whenever, I see, whenever I see an IM, it's like seeing like you go up to a car, you're like, those are some dope T thir- th- like T37s. And you look and then they're Rotas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. 
<laughs> oh, those so, are XXRs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's but anyway. Same. I'm in the process of pulling up the original ballot, so you guys talk amongst yourselves. I, I oh. have it up already. Yeah, but I'm putting but, it on the TV. So the um, that new Corolla, yeah. not only does it have a really awesome like new six-speed manual transmission, a non-turbo two-liter, two right? Yes, correct. Yeah, two-liter four-cylinder. Uh, it also has a really, really good chassis to it, and it handles really well from what I've it heard. It is much better so. of any. This is probably the best Corolla I have driven since 1990. Yeah. Now, this goes back to the E80 uh, generation. No, yeah, it would be the FX16 thereabouts. The FX16. And the, and the uh, AE, uh, AE101 is the no, best. Uh, the, 101's pretty good, but... Uh, it's no, the most reliable vehicle I've ever seen. Very true. That will drive after a nuclear holocaust. Um, is this nuclear? But the um, yes, he did. <laughs> well, no. You're, I think the 1990. You're thinking you'd be thinking of the E90s. Oh, never yeah, mind. Yeah, you're the, right. You're that's right. a BMW 3 Series. No, let me flap up. Let me let me back up a little bit. So the generation of yeah. 1984 to 1988. My apologies. Yeah. So that, but they extended the FX uh, 16. For yeah, until that era. So yeah, really, it's the best one since the FX 16. Absolutely. So. This car. The chassis is is well-sorted. It's a lot better than it's ever been. In fact, I mean, it's really interesting. You talked about the Jetta recently that you had to while your other car was in the shop. Yeah. And I got to ask what generation that is. Uh, B5. It was... It was uh, no, it was a B5 Passat. Oh, you mean the, the, the Jetta. The no, Jetta. The current body style. So the one, the 19. It was a... Oh, did they just update it? Uh, yes, as a matter okay. of fact. So no, it, it was... Sorry, it, it was a... Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> 17? Yeah, it was so it's 17. La, it's, la, it's 6 gen. So. Yeah, 6 gen. No, uh, because I thought about that. I'm going, wait a minute. Was he talking about the 19 or was he talking about the No, no, I, I, should, I should have specified that. Yeah, no, it was, it was a previous generation. But none here nor there. I mean, this Corolla actually drives, because last week I had the, uh, the new Jetta, uh, another new Jetta, the R-Line. And I swear, this Corolla drives a hell of a lot better than that car. Well, that's not that hard. It's not that hard to do, but but the fact is, is that you expect certain things from no. Toyota. No, you expect. I mean, from Volkswagen been, and Toyota. We've been conditioned for the last twenty five years that Toyotas are going to be boring, and that Volkswagens are be the exact same thing, but they'll find a way to make it fun. Absolutely, um, but but here's the new. But this is part of the new wave because the Camry, totally improved, great car now. Actually, looks the, pretty good now too. Yes, yeah. the Avalon is a lot better than the last one, and uh, they also made the TRD Avalon, where they made the entire front bumper out of black plastic mesh, which is going to be uh, the TRD editions coming yeah. up at the LA Auto Show in two weeks. So yeah. you'll see what I'm talking about when yes, you're there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the other thing too is that this Corolla is well sorted. I mean, even though it's the hatchback, and it's ironic. No, the hatchback's the way to go. Oh, I, totally. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Hatchback with the manual. I completely agree. However, you know Good. what's going to happen is that very fine. What's going to happen is that what happened on Thursday is that they dropped a new sedan, which is on the same platform, shares a lot of the stuff with the hatch. However, it's going to be a longer wheelbase, bigger rear seat, and everything. Yeah. But, and, of course, they're, like going to, they're going to keep the 2-liter now. 2-liter <clears throat> has 168 horsepower. That is the most horsepower in Corolla history, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because wasn't the AE86? What, no, Cap they had the uh, 2ZZ. Ah, uh, uh, yes, in yes. the the... Uh, the uh, XRS? XRS, yeah. That was more. Yeah. Was that ever here? Of yeah, course. Yeah, that was, yep. Yeah, we got it in the Vibe GT. We got it in the it, Matrix XRS, the Corolla XRS, the Lotus Elise. Oh, that's the right. That engine, GTS. that engine. I'm uh, sorry. I, yep. I, I uh, blanked out. But however, however, there's one major difference between the Corolla XRS and this one. 
The Corolla XRS, as fantastic as it is, nobody knew about because mm-hmm. it was completely indiscernible from the normal one. And this one, even the normal one, looks fantastic. I think that the body style on this Corolla is the perfect in-between between the ridiculousness of the new generation of Civic and the blandness of the Golf. I completely agree with you, and I will say that there's definitely some advantages of Corolla over the cars you mentioned, and we can also go through a whole list of vehicles that are in its class. I love journalists because they say, like, if they're referencing a Toyota Corolla, they'll say the problem with Corolla, not the problem with the Corolla. Did I say the problem with Corolla? No, but like Randy did, and like that's a a consistent thing across the board. Every journalist does that, yeah. Like, the consistent issue with Camry... Like, they'll yeah. say it as just, like, the name of the... It's such an interesting thing. Except for one thing is that, luckily, half of us don't smoke. So, it would have been, like, you know, the problem with Corolla is... Do you vape, though? <clears throat> no, I Bro, do. no. <laughs> Bro, no. Oh, how are you going to visit the haberdashery in earnest? That's true. Yeah, yeah what are you going to exactly. do? Um, anyway, so... the Yeah, no, I, I think that this Corolla really... I want it to do absolutely just astonishing and just blow everybody away me too. i really think that sorry if, pound me too if there is any <laughs> yeah if there is any reason that this corolla does not do well it is a hundred percent the fault of their marketing department yep. there is no reason that car should not outsell the golf the civic I don't know, barrage. Or, I don't May know. I offer a congruent product that's also coming to market right now that's also amazing and also depends wholly on that? Hmm. The Genesis G70 six-speed. Yes, that is very true. Which also, I think that was on Randy's list, which we probably should no, get back it's to. Not, it's actually. not, but it's on my list. It's on his list, and it should be on my list for 2019. <laughs> yeah, but, I hope so. But I'd we like digress. To yep, that, that happens a lot. We digress, but I will say one. Let me say one last thought on the Corolla is that I'll tell you what I would love to see in the Corolla because the opportunity is there and the chassis is just fantastic. They need a GTI like car, an enthusiast special, they, meaning that they would, do and they don't give it to us actually. The that's Yaris German. Yes, I know, but I'm talking about taking an engine like the GRMN, drop it in the Corolla hatch. Sell it to America because I'll tell you what, Toyota will get all the all the general consumers they will get off the both hatchback and the sedan. That's actually you you do have a very good point with that. So because you know what I'm leading to, Toyota needs enthusiasts. Now mm-hmm. two weeks in LA, they're going to have the TRD editions of the uh, of the Camry and the TRD editions of the Avalon. That's not enough. It's great. It's chassis well, package and everything. The- what I'm really looking for is a TRD. Corolla hatch with a much with a 200 plus horsepower engine. I think they should put the two GRFSE in that thing and just call it the good. the Yaris German the, engine. The three five V six. Oh, the three five V six would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. but if you could right, fit so, the thing in there, well, you the, definitely could. Right, so this is <laughs> you have a very good point about them needing the the enthusiast, and you know this is the thing is they keep pushing. The Avalons and the Camrys on enthusiasts. Last which, year at I mean, SEMA, well, last year at SEMA they only had Camrys, which is really stupid. It is weird, but, but then they're weird. pretty fun. But all right, this is the thing. It, it this has been a historic thing. Back in the nineties, yeah. they had the Camry Coupe touring car, and then they yep. had, <laughs> and then they put the cell when they like made the second generation Camry. They had the Celica engine. Historically, regardless of what they've ever done with the Camry, it has never resonated. Ever 
with car enthusiasts. I right. really think Toyota should drop trying to make the Camry an enthusiast car because they just historically have not been able to. Yeah. And I really it's a think shame because the V6 drivetrains have always been enthusiast grade. No, it's true. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. And there's, I mean, I, that's the logic behind it, but historically they've just not been able to get the chassis to comply with it. Right. Now they're sitting on a car right now with the Corolla that absolutely has everything that you would ever want from a hot hatch. Mm-hmm. It just needs that to be put in the microwave. Agree. And yeah, that, that's why I think, I mean, even, great. <laughs> even if they didn't, um, if they didn't put a ton of effort into it, that yeah. 1.8 liter supercharged from the Yaris GRM, mm-hmm. that's a 200 horsepower engine. Easily. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's just, it comes out of the factory, 209 right. horsepower. And wow, that, getting 30 horsepower with the supercharger on a 2. 1.8. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. That would work perfectly because that's how much, about how much power a uh, two liter turbo in the GTI has. Yep. And they could they could compete with a Golf R and then make yep. a more ridiculous version of the two liter. And and by the way, on the subject of the RSTRMN, uh, go on YouTube, Drive Tribe, and yes, for, I just watched that. Yeah, the, the unboxing on the way here. <laughs> well, sorry, before I came here, I was almost late because I wanted to finish yep. it. The unboxing by James May. That was so funny. Hilarious. It was in my recommendations, but I didn't watch it. Uh, it, it imagine me opening up a box. I don't want to watch that. It is literally <laughs> that. Um, Good morning, viewers. Yeah. And he, yeah, basically that's how he starts. And then he tells you about like the importance of styrofoam. Oh. <laughs> it was great. Dude, I feel like you and James May could have like an awkward love child together. I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, James, ba- James May is my biological father. Something, something got, golden cock. Yeah, basically. Um, anyway, so yes, the uh, Corolla definitely needs enthusiasts. That's what's going to be the determining factor for if this car actually does anything is the enthusiast. I really think Akado Toyota, he's got his finger on the pulse of what enthusiasts want, except wait, wait. for a the finger on the balls or the pulse. Pulse. Okay. <laughs> I heard balls. F- finger in the rectum. Mm. Oh. <laughs> um Ooh, this hatch is quite warm. <laughs> Let's microwave it a bit. Exactly. <laughs> um no the oh, we broke Randy. <laughs> <laughs> but no I I think if there's any outside of Mazda, it looks like Randy's going down on his I, I laptop think, right I think, now. I think we're gonna, I think we're going to kill Randy to here. Hello, um, nurse. Um, <laughs> wow. But no, I, I think outside of Mazda, if there is a company right now that has the management that can make that will actually make something right, I think it's Toyota because Akito Toyota, when he became manager, the first or the CEO, first thing he did as he had everybody in the engineering department drive his 1980 Corolla, and he said, make this. But new. Yeah, but new. But, I mean, with like, modern regulations, like, that's tough to do. And that's what they've done, yeah. is they've made a car. But he was like, I want to have the same driving feel. I want to have that connection to the road. I want, you know, the compliance. I want to, you know, be comfortable to drive, and I want to be, you know, fun at the and same time. A good all-rounder. Exactly. And uh, I think that... Akito Toyota, he will. He knows that enthusiasts are going to want a hot hatch version of the Corolla. I yep. have complete faith that they're going to make it. And even the only reason that the Supra is completely automatic is 100% of its competition is completely automatic. And they're just trying to keep up with the times. I'm sad. Which, now. it sucks, but that's what it is. And I hope, I hope that they do make a manual because I've got faith that Akito Toyota will 
probably listen to everybody that's complaining that there's no manual option and make a manual. Worst case, though, pretty sure BMW still makes a manual transmission that bolts up to all those. Yeah, yeah, the, the new Z4 has yep. a manual, so, so we'll be able to manual swap it. those. They'll, for they'll the make a manual for future. it. Yep. Um, Which all right, yeah. Let's go through the Vodi 18. The original long list of cars. Oh, my God. We'll be here for an hour. Well, we're not going to go through it literally. <laughs> well, let's just go over what's on it. I'm going to bring it back up on the TV here. Because um, the ones I voted for, I don't think any of the things I voted for well, actually made it. No, because you weren't on the media thing, but uh, the final vo- the final ballot's up. But... Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. but Alfa Romeo take... Julia. I'm assuming this is not the Quadrifoglio, even though that's the one you drove. Okay, I'm going to tell you one rule that I have on all this, and this is something I had to reiterate 20 million times back in 2014. That's a lot of times. 2014. Thank you. Um, it, it, I get. I got the I'm same question over and over again. So when 2014, when the Dodge Challenger won, I had to make clear that it's all models, all trims, all engines. So when you vote for the Challenger, if you're thinking Hellcat, my you votes vote for were very conditional. So yeah, well, you know, the you're other not thing, like everyone else. All right, so this is the thing with having all models. It, I was said to Burger when I when we started actually doing reviews here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to review base models and go on like Turo and like find base models. And the reason for that is like admit, fleet spec. Base. Yeah, what <laughs> because the OEMs can't hide behind a bunch of whiz bang gizmos to try and excite me. Because they're going to have the most basic version of their car. When we eventually get a tagline for Motor Cult, it better goddamn have Whizbang in it. Whizbang is a Whizbang podcast about tangents, you see? <laughs> um, but no, because, it, it, yeah, like somebody like Mitsubishi here saying that all trim levels, that would make a massive difference in what the car is because a base model Outlander. Sport versus a fully loaded Outlander Sport are two completely different cars. Yes, I'm fully aware of that. But the thing <laughs> yep. is, again, is that when I talk about awarding an award, and no. keep in mind, Motor Trend does this every. No, no, does no. This. I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. That's that's how I would do it as well. Because then you're gonna have somebody like the Dodge Demon that just dominates everything, but realistically is not an attainable vehicle. Correct. So anyway, while you guys are looking at the original uh, 41, I want to go through the, the process of this whole thing. So you're looking at the original uh, 41. Uh, there's some qualifiers that, that get these 41. So I have to, you know, I look at all of the other vehicles that I work with and uh, qualified is that, where is it published? Um, I'm going to go ahead and get rid and of a few that. things on here so I can fit it all in one view. Because there's a few things in here that are just awful. Uh, you know, we, that, that's going to... Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let me, let me just go through this here. So, this is not the first Vody. The first Vody was in 2007. At the time, I felt another ward was a great idea. And it has grown to the idea that a small media outlet, Victory and Rosita, ha, is audacious enough that's to you. crown... That's uh, Yes, why it is. Um that is audacious enough to crown a best of award in the automotive industry with the public's input. Not a lot of awards have an actual public vote. Uh, it's usually a group of guys from the magazine. Or, or gals. Or, or, or lady or gals or anyone. They're from that publication. They all get together. This through. is a PC podcast, Randy. I'm aware of that now. <laughs> Usually it's guys, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, shout out to all the uh, great women uh, journalists that are out there. Um, but bottom line is, is that so everybody comes in the room. They say, we just drove all these cars. Let's decide on which one's great. Okay, that one. All right, cool. No, 
I said I wanted the publicans input. So I put together a poll and it's been working since 2007. So, and the other emphasis is that the industry loves accolades. They love awards. They like to be stroked and, and uh, they like to find out that their car is awesome. So Brian also <laughs> likes to be stroked. No, that was that was the industry responding to <laughs> responding their stroking. Responding to the stroking. <laughs> Touch it. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Hound um, me too, Randy. We're PC here. Yes. Anyway, uh, so Vody was received has been received well by the industry since 2011, and uh, they they love getting this award. Volvo's was Volvo was great. It's like, well, we're back to back. I said, here's here's your new one. Um, <laughs> thank you voters. Uh, so the process, so you're looking at this list. These are the qualified vehicles, uh, that's been drummed down to 41 and they're, sele- they've been selected to go. Nominate I narrowed it down to 36 list. better ones. Well, just yes. so it fits on the screen. And, yeah. Well, 36. Well, they're, 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 they're the ones that weren't getting voted for. Anyway, yeah. Like so. I took out the Mitsubishis cause they weren't the Mirage. I took out the F-150 cause nobody cares. And like the Kia Sorento, that's not new, right? No, it's uh, 19. They did a revision. Okay, yeah, so, but nobody's gonna vote for that. Uh, right? There's a lot of rules I can get into. Right Fine. Now, I get to anyway, I've improved the list slightly so it fits on the screen. So now each of them, before they go to the media panel, I have to go through all my reviews and then I have to score them in eight. Excuse me, eight objective categories: uh, driveline, design, dynamic, uh, driving dynamics, comfort, tech, safety, efficiency, and value. Now, of course, there's a lot of uh, aspects in each one of these, and they're uh, they're scored on a, ze- a scale of zero to five, with a possible 40 points maximum for a perfect score. I am going to reveal live that neither that none of these cars got a f- perfect 40. The highest score that several that a few of them got was 30. Ah, that'd be all the Mazdas. Uh, that would be other cars too. Um, so. I'm not sure I understand. Shut up, Cortana. <laughs> that was I don't know Siri. Who's that was? That was Siri. Oh, really? Uh, oh, uh, mine's the Australian lady, so I guess I don't recognize the regular Siri <laughs> voice anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Siri, for interrupting. So now the so now we got it from the long list. Uh, I sent a ballot, as you see on the screen. Yes. Uh, the entire nominee list to uh, several media professionals, actually fourteen in total, and then us as well. Uh, you're a part of the 14. Oh, 13 okay. and a half. He's, he's kind of yeah. halfway there. And, it, oh. <laughs> and of course, there's also social media influencers that are part of this. So. That's me. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> uh, most are actual, most of the are actual working journalists who work on around, you know, the same number of vehicles that I do. So they give, they gave me their selections using that ballot uh, towards a final score to determine the finalists. And also there's a s- social media traffic and engagement score for which I take a look at the traffic of vehicles, of uh, images from the cars or whatever, and... Calm down. Yeah, darn it. My fingers are like flying all over the place. Um, oh, my. This this is a... P- isn't it thir- PG-13, this podcast? Um, we're trying to now. Yeah, well, we're, we're trying to. And we're like easing from NC-17 through our... Two PG thirteen. Yeah, that's true. All right, so no cursing then. Okay, no cursing. You so, can, but like like light cursing would be better than heavy cursing. We have one f bomb, and I'm going to have to use it for the next segment. So, so uh, <laughs> it's been reserved. <laughs> yeah, our one f bomb is reserved. 
So yeah, uh, may I suggest a seven second delay? All right. Uh, okay. That's what I think Twitch uses. Yes. Okay. So. Also, hello, Twitch viewers. Hopefully, some of you are here from Victory and Reseda. Hello, industrious little fellows. Hi, Twitch. There you are. I just waved at all four cameras. Okay, good. <laughs> so, Facebook, I, uh, You're now Instagram. You're off the air in the United States. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, Canon and Australia for me, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, Pound on, them, too. <clears throat> we are yep. only allowed in Libya. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, website, a maximum 10 points for uh, engagement score. Uh, now, of course, once that's all calculated, the finalists determine, and we're now in the final vote. So, and can we reveal the finalist on your screen? Yes, we can. Let me bring up the screen grab. Let's wait for the encoding to stabilize. Da, 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 da. And bam. <clears throat> There we go. Well, you just have to scroll. Th- you have to scroll through. Give it, Randy. The hardware is limited here. We've got a lot going on. Well, that's a teaser. Well, I know that's the King of- Kia Stinger GT wheel. Well, yes, we know that. How on earth did that truck end up there? Good question. It's brand new. No, no. Okay, good question, and I'm about to address that. Yeah. I'm- you see, here's what happened: was that uh, when we were going through the uh, voting from the media panel is that there was a four-way tie for the last part, for the last, uh, because the four out of five were pretty much locked. We like winners and losers here on Motor Cult, Randy. We do not like ties. Yeah, Yeah. that's why I had to go back to the panel (laughs) to say, hey, guys, I I need to uh, get your opinion on one more slot. Here's the four that are tied. And that's... Now, That's how I would have done so, it. So I would have grabbed some this random. This is far guy. too democratic. I, I, I would have gra- I would have literally gone to McDonald's and was said, "Hey, you got the drive-through. What do you like more, the Sorrento, the Stinger, the Expedition, or the Mirage?" And he'd say the Mirage, because I can special financing, and then the Mirage would win. Yep. However, it didn't <laughs> end up resources. that way, and I could tell you that it. it we, if you want to blame someone on the expedition, blame it on the media panel. Boo. All right, I blame you, other 12 people on the media panel. Yeah, yeah, pretty I'm pretty confident Ryan didn't I, vote for that. So. I, yeah, I, well, I, I didn't vote for any of it because I completely forgot that I got the email and Randy didn't like message me again about it. Whoops. <laughs> hey, I was too busy. What are you talking about? But no, but the thing is, is that there's a, there's a lot of people on the media panel I, I, that I need really... handlers. <laughs> I think you're That's called Jana. <laughs> I know, and she didn't know that I got this. This is what happens when she's. I'm not around. messaging Jana for you. I'm sorry, but oh my uh, god, I just looked at how many people are logged onto this Google Doc right now. It's a, it's a lot. How many? Uh, I think it's five people. Oh my god. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, sorry, that's my tangent. All right, so moving right along. So now, yes. So the expedition is is because the media panel loved it so much. There's several. I'm gonna scroll right on past that because I don't care about that vehicle. All right, so yeah, the rest of the cars. Two. The rest of the cars are really good. Hey, what what were the uh, what were the four cars that were actually tied? Uh, let me take a look. I have to go to my email. Yeah, because I'll tell you what I would have said for the tiebreaker. I'm curious. Okay. Yep. Let me scroll. I have a lot of emails from everybody here. Der Kirschdinger, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, while he's doing that, looks like the Kia Stinger is also on here. Okay. So so the four vehicles that were tied uh, for that fifth spot that I went back to it. It's not a good list. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Ford Expedition, Hyundai Kona, the new Lexus ES, 
and the Volkswagen Passat. Jesus Christ. Is it bad that I don't want any of those? No, that's... I'm glad because no, you did, didn't respond. No, that, that, yes, that's, did. that's the thing. Is no, you, you didn't. Yes, I did. Burger, you... I responded within like 15 minutes of you sending the ballot. I absolutely did. And you also replied to that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when I asked for you guys for the last four. Oh, I didn't um, get that email then. Yeah, I, I rarely check my email because it's usually just spam or like something like something I'm already getting sent to me. No, I check person. it, but Randy, when you sent the first email, you were concerned that it wasn't necessarily getting to everyone, and I got it, so I yeah, wasn't well, worried about it. The second one, I don't know if I got that. Uh, anyway, let's, anyway, yeah. So we the, got four more finalists that, to look at. Well, Hans, so, so that list it was the the, the Lexus ES and and what was that last one? Uh, no, it was the Lexus ES was the last one. No, 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 it was Volkswagen Passat. The Passat. That is the most tragic list of finalists. I don't, I don't blame him for putting on that truck now. It makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I would take the expedition over pretty yeah. much any of those, unless the Kona is the EV that's up and coming. No, no, it wasn't. Well, the thing is, it's a crossover. It's yeah. automatically off the list. Yep. And then you have the Lexus ES, Uh-oh. which is just an expensive Camry, and then you I have clicked on the Kia Stinger Flicker photo. There uh, you go. Then you have the Camry, which is or the Lexus ES, which is a Camry in a fat suit. Uh, and then okay, which is just no, not, good. not so, anymore. Not yeah. anymore. I would well, say I mean, it's closer to an Avalon now, but I mean it's still it's built it's off the, the same platform in the Avalon. The nineteen yeah, but the Camry ES the Avalon is amazing. They share well, the same platform. Yeah, though, and that's do. that's fine and dandy. But I could just get the same car for like way less money by buying the Toyota version. Uh, speaking of Lexus, look who we got as a finalist. Now that's a much better. Yeah, Lexus. the LC five hundred is much better. Yeah, that actually that is rear wheel drive. I was at a V eight. That I think would be the that's only, the latest of the intercept. Is that that Boy. what I like about that is. I think that's probably the last le- or the only Lexus to pull off the Predator face grill. And can we just say that this is the much better version than the hybrid one? Yes, that's very this true. Is much better. I agree, no. I agree completely with that. By the way, that is the only good application of that grill I think I've yeah. seen. They, yeah, they it never because it's, looks it's good. smaller. Like yeah. the frontal area of the LC is just that much closer to the ground, and I think the spindle actually works with that. You, know, you go I, to like the what is it the the Land Cruiser one. Is yeah, LX570. That thing's got like an eight foot tall spindle well, also, on it. It's just like, oh my goodness. If you look at the um, adult, if you look at the IS, even it, it's this is much. Well, the IS is the squinty eyes. Yeah, but this one's not as busy of a front end because that takes up so much real estate and it's got so much going on with it. If you put too much stuff like around it, it begins to look like a Civic Type R. It's just too busy. It's just too much, it, or like a 25th anniversary edition Countach. So. Yeah, that one definitely looks the best. And we're off the air in Asia. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a Lexus IS. But then, so there's the Kia Stinger as well. Um, keep scrolling. There's more. Yeah, you got the Kia Stinger, which we all know is probably the, the best Korean car eh, ever. Um, well, right now. Well, I don't Thus far. The G70's out now. Now, that's this, out. This next. Uh, the, currently, the best Korean vehicle ever made. I can say with confidence would be the Stinger. The only runner up I would say is the 1974 Hyundai Pony. The G70's with... out. Oh, is it? Okay, well, I'm sorry. I've seen one in the dealership. The next story, check it. But we'll anyway, talk about we'll it. get to it. No, I'm just saying. I'm not trying to cut Randy short. I'm just saying like that. We're, is the we're best. not. We're we're not at that yet. Fine. Um, and I think the only other Korean car that'd be anywhere near hurt. is cool. Well, that's your fault. No, <laughs> I'm not feeling sorry for you. Lexus IS. Uh, but no, the the only other Korean car that's that's any good would be the um, 
1974 Hyundai Pony with the Giorgetto Giugiaro body. I disagree. That kind of looks like a DeLorean. Ooh, Mazda 6. Okay, that's fine. Yes, so the Mazda 6, this one is... Do they not have fog lights anymore? No, they do have an option for it. Are those Um, those LED strips? Are those chrome? Those are chrome, but I think they put them right there where that blank space is. This this is the car you got really excited about when I posted a photo of uh, when I had it. Yeah. You were really excited about this Because that car's awesome. I love the Mazda 6. And this one's even, uh, the one I reviewed was actually even better. It's got the turbo, it's the signature, which is uh, the more luxurious interior. So we're talking about higher quality. I don't I'd, care. I know, that. but uh, I the care. The turbo I care about. Yeah, the manual transmission I care about. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, it, 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 that 310 pound feet of torque is the amazing. Last of yeah, that, it, Mazda is. Um, no, it also has 310 foot pounds of torque, probably. Care. The cruise diesel hatchback six Yeah, speed. but the, the no, Ma- it doesn't have that much. Fine. No, the the Mazda um, six, I think, is probably the best car on this list so far, other than that Lexus, like by far. Is this available with a manual still? Yes. Then yes, in it the is. sport. Yeah, you sure. Can get then it's the best car. Every Mazda except What's for the every Mazda I think oh. except for the CX nine is yeah, available to manual. This, this car wins right here. That one. Would you scroll to the last one for no, the sake of people? No, I don't, no I don't. it's a Volkswagen Jetta. It's awful looking. It's That's as much as they get because it's, oh, <laughs> oh. This is an atrocious. It gets way too vehicle. offensive beyond there. So. The car is so bad. It's, it wants to be a Skoda, like, oh, sorry, a Skoda Superb so bad. Oh. The same, same guy probably designed that one too. Well, so. like in the now past, the, Skodas have been like the, the outdated Volkswagen models repurposed and rebranded yeah. for the Spain sale. And now they're taking an old mm. Skoda and they're making it the no, current the, Volkswagen. Uh, the, it's not for Spain. It's for uh, it's, that's a Czech one. Or Croatia, Croatia, yeah. whatever it is. I don't know. But yes, Skoda is. Um, oh, well, no, Skoda is the one where they also told them to knock it off because they're making their cars for cheaper and better than the actual Volkswagen there versions. There we go. I made this better. <laughs> it's missing one. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's that's how it's supposed to look. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> now we don't have to look at that horrible Volkswagen. So, really, we have got three contenders here. We've got the uh, Stinger, we've got the Lexus LC, and the Mazda the 6. The middle three. And then two cars that are firmly off of podium. So, here's the thing. Now that we talked about this, Those it three. is your turn. So, what everybody who's listening to this podcast should go to randystern.net and go to that post you just saw on the, la- on the video or, and then you go to vote. I'll post it in the Twitch comments, too. Yes, that'd be great. So, so just, I'm actually voting right now. Yes, just go to the polls. Your vote counts. We will be announcing the winner on the, tw- on the 28th, so you have until the 27th. Hey, Burger, what's Sacker votes? Are you voting for the Mazda 6 or Alexis LC? Uh, Mazda 6. Okay. Cool. You guys should jump in, too, voting. Corey is playing. I know. He's getting teabagged by a 12-year-old. Can I say that I've improved the wireless network here substantially? Yeah, it is noticeable. <laughs> yes, indeed. So the the voter, uh, the voting eighteen winner, will be announced on the twenty eighth. I can't wait to see the Mazda six. That's be great. Okay, uh, so for those going to the website, click on the votee, and then at the bottom in the description of that story, you can go vote. Yes, and then just click on there. Go to go to survey. It's powered by Survey Monkey, and then vote for the Mazda Six because it's the only one with the manual transmission. And and uh, that's true. And incidentally, powered by Survey Monkey, who's been a partner of, of VNR and uh, Vody since 2014, they've been great partners in doing the polls. Are great, great. Uh, so, and also you can do a free poll by going yeah. to SurveyMonkey.com. I use those for TCBMW. It's fabulous. Exactly. So. 
the vote you as I was trying to mention, the vote you oh, 18 winner will be announced on the 28th. It'll be the Mazda 6. And if you want to celebrate with us, come to Joey Nova's in Tonka Bay. And celebrate Bay. the Mazda 6. <laughs> as voted vehicle of the year 2018. Mazda 6. <clears throat> Manual transmissions. Mazda feel, 6. Feel alive. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I like that more or less than Zoom Zoom, but... <laughs> Okay. I like Zoom Zoom. Zoom Zoom uh, is good. Yeah, Feel Alive <laughs> just sounds a little creepy. I don't know. But. Yeah, but anyway, but like I said, yeah, uh, stop by Tony, uh, Joey Nova's on 28th. We'll be celebrating the, the, the end of the editorial year along with the winner. Which of, will be this car on the screen right you know, here. Come to the thing that, yeah, now we're talking about the Feel Alive. It does feel like I'm, go, I'm getting an ad for a house of ill repute I rather like, than uh, like a car. <laughs> Oh, what a feeling. The Toyota one from the 80s. Yeah, I like that one, yep. And if you're listening or watching from Mazda North American Operations, my sincere Your apologies. car wins. Uh, yeah, you're, no, your car wins. I love Mazda. But uh, no, actually. If you're listening from Kia or Hyundai North America, put a dang manual in your Kia Stinger. Yeah, I think actually the, uh, oh, the most. Oh, they're listening. The most Good. Put a manual on that car. <laughs> Read the internet comments. Another ad slogan that I liked, okay. but was very unfortunately timed, was Toyota moving forward. Oh. Because I was right during their the unintended excel- acceleration. Unex- <laughs> yeah, this is like moving forward <laughs> indefinitely, <laughs> which turned out to just be a people with like bunched up floor mats and not knowing how to. No, step it, on a it was pedal. it wasn't even that. It was um, the uh, connector for the the wireless throttle okay. would corrode. It would short out and would it wouldn't read that you're off the gas. All right, but those things have two circuits inside of them. This is a thing that it was the connect. It was actual plug connector going to the pedal and that's what the issue was and that's what they had to that's what they had to fix and yeah now they've got like a whole redundant system to take oh like bosch's head since the inception of the electronic throttle yeah it's weird weird uh you but anyway just turn the car off too <laughs> you could <laughs> but that's too easy <clears throat> ah my computer's Oh, fighting with me. not As the usual. small computer. Wah, all right. Wah. Anyway, Burger, tell us about the G70. Okay. It's all hot to trot about it. Well, we just talked about the Stinger. I'm like, what would make that car better? A six-speed manual. Well, I meant, I meant more the uh, <laughs> the entire time we're talking about Vody. You were talking about G70, G70, G70. I mentioned it once. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically the same thing you just said. But, but anyway, uh, so the first reviews are actually coming in on these things now, and it's fabulous. So what it is, I mean, it's it's the same exact base price as a BMW 320. Yeah, but it gives you a two-liter turbo. It yep. gives you factory radar cruise. It gives you like a heated seat package, heated steering wheel. Like it gives you all this tech and way more power. So it gives you like three thirty level power. There's another thing that it's got going for it that BMW doesn't. Manual transmission. Yes. Which comes with a mechanical limited slip differential. And one other thing. Launch control. No, no. This is completely separate. Two other things then. You can fix it with a hammer. Yes, you can. That's the big difference. Because a lot of people go to the BMW because they want all that stuff, which they're no longer getting, uh, but they want all that stuff, and they put up with the maintenance. Right. This is the one where you're not putting up with the maintenance. You have basically Mitsubishi maintenance because it's exactly. designed off like a 10-year-old Mitsubishi engine. And the main thing with that is since you're buying a Hyundai Kia product... You can fix it with a hammer and or regular wrenches. You don't need a fiber optic special computer system like BMW. Wow, thank you, The Drive, for yeah, putting a oh full screen God. video add-on that I'm not showing. Thank you, Time Warner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so yeah, basically you're buying, in, in you're trading the badge yeah. for equipment, power, and a manual. Yeah, I think 
a car like that is the sort of car that separates the car enthusiasts from the people that just want to show off, like the posers. You know, to use a term from mid two thousand skateboarding. Uh, no, it, it, you're are they sep- wearing Etnies shoes? Yeah, probably. Cool. Um, but no, it was they're probably the same people it used to. But no, it's you're you're separating the actual car enthusiasts that actually want the a driving feel and everything versus the people that just see a BMW and hip hop music video. And go, I want a BMW. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I am not the typical buyer, but I mean, if I were in the market and realistically it's feasible that somebody in my age demographic would be shopping for a BMW, I hate the The, drive. We are never featuring another drive article on this podcast ever again. I d- no, I don't. I need to install it. Well, no, even if you do. This is just the proving the point is... for Adblock right here. And luckily, it's not streaming this right now, so nobody else is getting what we're getting, but it's terrible. Never go to the drive. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So it's possible that somebody just like me. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> If you're any, you're I just, don't even know how to. It, I don't know how to mute this. Close out that. Just close it oh, out. Get nope, it. There, I got it. I got it. There's a button on the top of Firefox. Thank That's you, Firefox. So Thank you, stupid. Firefox. Also, I'm gonna use my one f bomb. Fuck the drive. Well, I guess we're not gonna be talking about my time. And if now. you're a friend of mine, <laughs> if you're a friend of mine listening to this podcast and you work for Drive, I again apologize. No, it, <laughs> no, you're not allowed to apologize for that. It, I, mean, I, I love the Drive. It's one of my favorite turn websites. Turn off your mandatory autoplay video ads. But no, it's one of those things. If I'm like in the if I'm in the bathroom and I'm scrolling through the Drive on my phone, I have to turn the vo- the media off on my phone. Otherwise, you're gonna have super loud ads against like vaping or for Jeff Sessions or something. Like I don't want that. Like that's super annoying. That is and a that very. Actually, that actually will make me not so go to the drive.com because that makes me super so irritated. Anyway, it's the same reason I don't go to superstreetonline.com anymore. Anyway, don't sorry. buy a 320i. Buy a Genesis G70 six speed. Vote with your money at the dealer. Yeah, go do it. Otherwise, concur. they'll keep dying. And I even though I dislike how this website handled this. I hope they also do what they do in Canada, which Corey actually sent me this at the beginning of the uh, the day here. In Canada, they deliver your vehicle to you in a plexiglass-sided trailer. That's great. Ooh, it's I very cool. It. If I scroll down a well, bit, I'll probably get another autoplay video ad. It's kind of like with the you know the whole Miata FRS and is. everything is you you really need to vote for your money because seriously these manufacturers are going out on a limb. If you don't buy it if you say i really want this and then you don't go and buy it right it's like every time they brought a diesel anything here like, oh, i would totally buy that and you don't or like yeah. they bring a wagon i'm gonna totally buy that and you don't yeah no that's why people don't listen to car enthusiasts anymore really let me say one thing about the g70 first of all i had a very good look at one back in october at audubon country club and, and i will tell amazing. you this i am in love and the reason for that is very handsome car it uh, looks great. It is a wonderful car. It's got some great curves. It's very compelling looking. And I love the prospect of this being a leader. Now, okay, I'm going to really jump on the deep end here. Is that I would love to see this outsell a lot of its competition, i.e. the 3 Series, the C-Class, the A4. Yeah. The list goes on and on. I think the it IS. easily could. I mean... But, the value proposition and the, I mean, like, the interior of this thing is beautiful. This but, is what the, what Lexus was doing, you know, 20 years oh ago. Yeah. But here's the kicker. This is what Genesis, this is what Hyundai needs to do with Genesis. And they, they're promising this in the next uh, maybe two or three years. They need to make 
dedicated showrooms, dedicated people. Yes. And I'm not talking, and I'm not talking, let's go to a Hyundai dealer and find out if they saw a G70. Oh, you don't? No, uh, it's like DiTomaso with Ford. Exactly. That's true. The dealer experience and a Hyundai Kia dealer, you're never going to get somebody from Audi or BMW. Exactly. No. So what they need to do is fix it. They need signage right now. They need dedicated spaces. They need to present the three models when they start, especially when the G70 starts coming to the dealerships. This car deserves every inch. What's killing Genesis right now is the dealership experience because you don't because you have to go to the website or to their app to find out where to go. And not every Hyundai dealer in the United States has that space or staff to say, I want a G90 or a G70, and that person's the person on point. So do the Canadian model where you ship them to a Hyundai Kia dealer and you pay a one person on staff with a Ford Super Duty and that acrylic trailer and you just drive them to the test drive. So with um, that dealership experience, that is a very important thing. Extremely important. If you ever go to, you know, having worked at a dealership previously, if you go to somewhere like a Subaru dealership or a Mazda dealership, the Subaru dealership is a lot of people that are into like going out camping and mm-hmm. you have some people that are into like amateur rally that are working on the show Absolutely. floor. Like outside of Maurice Mentaka Subaru, I'd never seen a show floor where you had three people that were, pre- that were previously mechanics that mm-hmm. went to sales. Uh, I'd never seen a professional rally driver uh, as a car salesman. I'd never, I had never seen, you know, somebody that previously worked at like Grimspeed working on a, on a sales floor. If you go to somewhere like literally any Hyundai dealership, you're getting a bunch of mattress salesmen that decided today <laughs> I'm going to sell a car <laughs> it, it, because it, it's just a widget to a lot of these <clears throat> salespeople. And what, what Genesis is going to need is you need a salesperson that doesn't look at a car as a widget, but looks at a car from an enthusiast perspective. Agree. And not just an enthusiast perspective, but a, but a uh, premium car experience. Yes, exactly. But a BMW salesman. This is what, this is why Lexus and infinity right off the gate in 1989, they, what they said, look, we're going to do our own showrooms. We're going to have our own salespeople. We're going to have our own sales channels, our service channel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Genesis has not done that yet. We're waiting. That's true. We're waiting folks. Now, I will say that I'm looking to bring this in next year, 19. I am very excited about this car. But again, in order for this car to be successful, you have to be able to market. A, the advertising will be on point. Don't worry about the advertising. It is the showroom experience. And mm-hmm. that's going to be... That's going to be the killer. And you yeah. need to step that up. I, yeah, I was, I was looking at uh, when the, the Stinger first came out. There were yeah. a lot of people posting on you know, Reddit cars. Like I wanted to go test drive it. You know, I was actually in the market for this car, and like they were complaining about like, oh, you can't test drive it unless you have financing secured and things like that. They're treating it like you're going to test drive a McLaren or an M car. Yeah, and really, these people are just being like totally pushed away. I'm like, I don't want the car anymore because like the dealer experience was that bad. That and well, that's the thing. When I was working at Subaru, there were salespeople that would try to be like that with the STI. Mm -hmm. Those were the you know two or three people that we had that were basically widget salesmen. But to any of the car enthusiast ones, you'd be like, hey, listen, we have this STI. It's new, super low miles. This car costs a ton in insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we have a used one that's identical. Let's test drive that one just because we have so many people that come in here. And you have to, you have to be upfront and straightforward about it. Be like, listen, mm-hmm. these cars are crazy and expensive to insure when they're on the sales floor. 
uh, we have everybody and their mom coming through. If we had everybody that comes into test drive, the new STIs, every one of our STIs would be out of warranty by the time you, you buy it. All right. So just here, this is a perfectly good, you know, it's a 2017. I'll tell you what's different in the 2018. It's got yellow calipers. Like, <laughs> let's go take it out for a drive. See how you like it. If you like, if you like it, let's move on to the brand new one and then continue with that. It's just one of those things where it's like if you go to a Porsche dealership mm-hmm. and you're looking to get a Porsche, they're not going to hassle you no. to test drive a McCann or a uh, or a, the Cayman. Like they're not going to hassle you to test drive the lower trim levels, and those are the ones that would be competing with a. They upscale don't even hassle you Kia. to drive a 911. They just yeah. don't. No, it's just that's a car they sell. Right. And I think if you put this car on a pedestal, fine. If you make it so people can't test drive it, that's not okay. You're costing yourself sales. And that's that's part of the issue with, I mean, it's it's partially the consumer's fault because yes. they don't put their money where their mouth is, but it's also a manufacturer and dealer fault because the manufacturer, a lot of the time when they bring us what we want, they include it with an option package that we don't want Yes, or something like that. And the dealership experience, they make us go somewhere we don't want to go and deal with people we don't want to deal with. They make it very hard. They do. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think direct I, to consumer market would be, I think, a really good idea for Genesis. You know, th- and that's a really good point. I think that uh, you know we were talking about um, not last episode, episode before last, millennials in the car market and buying yeah. used cars. Mm-hmm. A lot of millennials don't want to deal with that garbage. No, they don't. Like buying a new car when you can save yourself, you can, you can, cu- you can keep yourself from getting hit with depreciation. You can save yourself the pain in the ass, and then you just go buy a used one that has like ninety five percent of what you want, and then like. And the you don't carbon, have to go to the dealer. yeah, then like <laughs> the carbon fiber mirror caps you can order from the parts department and put on yourself, right? Like, no, or whatever. I, I'm right there with you. Want. I mean, they, it's a it's a simple solution, but it's an expensive one. And actually, yeah, but I they think, have to commit to it, and I think they know that. I think with Hyundai and the the Genesis, if they took the Genesis and they changed their dealer, their like show floor structure to be more marketed towards towards millennials. That could really revolutionize their sales. They were doing something, and I remember being in the press conference for that one, is they were starting to utilize an app to do that, which would ease the uh, anxiety for millennials say, look, I got an app. Okay, I'll go to Hyundai. Oh, I'm interested in the new Santa Fe. Uh, that's great. Okay. So they're using the app instead of having to have the anxiety of walking through showroom. But yeah. the thing is, to be honest with you, I don't know if that's the solution. No, that that that's not because that's that, not... An, another app on your phone is just going to annoy you. Exactly. That, that's another barrier. I think, you know, going up and say, "Hey, this is what we have." Uh, you know, we also have we also have the Hyundai warehouse and wherever the Hyundai warehouse is. <laughs> if this isn't the exact car you want, we can definitely get you one. Because yeah. when I was selling Subarus, you know, I would move. Tons of manual Subarus that were not in the, sh- the, sh- the show floor, and my way of saying it is, hey, you know what? I can get you this, uh, but it might take us a few days. And if that's what you really want, like let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of salespeople were not doing that. I knew of mo- at least three salespeople that would say I would rather lose a sale than have to uh, deal with the garbage of that. And it's like that—that's well, yeah. a gross way to go about yep. it. Yep, but it happens every day. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Demiro. Uh, yeah, I actually, um, <laughs> Doug Demiro, uh, and this is not the part where I'm dropping my F bomb. <laughs> um, 
I actually listened... Which is going to be a first for Motor Cult, yeah. Ryan. Um, no, I actually listened to him on the Smoking Tire podcast because I mm. love Matt Farah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, Good dude. Matt Farah loves cats. Good dude. And, and I, I was, like Matt Farah. I, I was playing uh, Elder Scrolls Online, so I really don't want to, like... Like, go out of it and change videos. Were you getting teabagged by a 12-year-old like Corey? No, dude. I was getting wet. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so... I don't know how to respond to that. No, uh, I ended up listening to the Doug DeMiro interview on the Smoking Tire podcast. Mm-hmm. It was actually really good. Yeah, it was. I listened to it, too. And I think Doug DeMiro, as a person, not as a character, mm-hmm. alike. Because yes. when... Yes. Yeah, yeah I don't he, like the YouTube forward slash Doug DeMiro. I like... Doug DeMiro. Yeah, Doug DeMiro is a person, <laughs> actually isn't as cringy. And that's the thing is, previously, I had never experienced Doug DeMiro as a person. I had only experienced him as a character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, I was kind of expecting something kind of like myself when I, when, you know, on here and everything, I'm not really making a character. I'm more of a... Um, you were exactly as you are. Yeah, in basically. Real life yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I am. And like with, with my writing and everything, it's I'm more of like a caricature of myself in real life. It was I'm like you slightly are a, more ridiculous a than normal. Airbrushed artist rendition yeah. of yourself. Yeah, I'm. I'm like slight, slightly more contrast and stuff. But like that's about it. Otherwise, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have not met Doug Demuro. No. No. And Nick. <laughs> Have you met Doug Demuro? No. Okay, no, I have. Alex Bellis has. Yes, he's they like, text that yes. night. Yeah. And yeah, yes, they do. Alex, Alex and Joel Fetter. And I think I think Alex Bellis has a Doug Demuro body pillow. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! It, 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 may, it may actually be Doug Demuro. <laughs> it just might be. The only problem is, is that Molly was trying to get has been trying to get rid of that for a while. I think they're going to move to San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> and move in with Demuro. Okay. All is well because I have a James I, I, May body pillow. So you see, the one thing is, is that I have met Doug, and you know, you're absolutely right. Is that in real life, you know, he's very enthusiastic about a lot of things. You know, he loves to see different kind of cars. But if you get to him, he's a real humble person, mm-hmm. and he's a really, uh, he's a really genuine fellow. It's just that that's what happens. Is that when we have our, you know, a, a, a character, a, a, you know, a character that we play. Yeah. And then you get to meet us in, in real life, you know, two completely different people. Yeah, exactly. And I think people should understand that, you know, you have to separate the character from the real person. And with, in Doug's case, what what you see on YouTube is a character. Yeah. But when you get him away from that, he's a really cool dude. No, he's, really he's a stand-up he, guy. Yeah. And he, a real stand-up guy and... You know, I, he's very enthusiastic about his work. I think that the thing that I like that I learned about him that actually like really changed my perspective is I did not know that he's coming from the outside without having the chance to have any press cars or anything. Yes. Like that's actually really cool the way he went about, you know, kind of kicking in the door, getting into the automotive entertainment. I'm not gonna say journalism because it's not. It's just I'm not an ammo journalist. I'm an entertainer. I mean, I would love to consider myself a journalist, but it's just one of those things where that's I, that's like a higher level that I don't really put myself on. But um, no, he's a um, he's he's a very good automotive entertainer, and it's just it's one of those things where usually to do that you have to start out as a journalist, get your foot in the door, and then boom, explode personality. One topic I would love to have you guys explore because there's so many people I run into uh, in the social media world and YouTube world is all of these people that are putting out videos like Tall Guy, like Shmi, 
like um, donut media and stuff like that. Well, okay, donut media. That's another level. I'm talking about the Schmee 150s. I'm talking about the vehicle versions guy. We're talking about you know tall guy car reviews. All of these YouTubers, all of these Instagrammers, all these uh, social media stars that are doing like Saab Kyle and Saab Kyle is truly you know he's getting into the journalist business and he's a really cool dude. Um, but all, you know, talk, look at these guys and, and talk about it on one of your future podcasts, because, uh, I'll tell you what, just like Doug Demuro, if you get him away from the, get them away from their persona, completely different people, you might like them even better when you have a coffee with them or something like that. So oh, that call guy, tall guy, car reviews guy, he drives like a total basket of dicks. I, I've I never fo- watched. I followed his him video. in his uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee on the road the other day. Oh yeah, and he drives like a total. I, it, total. My, I that's the thing is I don't go and explore a lot of reviewers. Yeah. On YouTube, I have got my handful that I do, um, but that's just because there's 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 a lot of garbage out there. A lot of just really? like like um, what was that one where they they were lowering a Miata and said just use hockey pucks. I like don't know. Stuff like that. It's just garbage like I that. I create a lot of content, but I watch almost none of it. Yeah, and that that's kind of the thing. That's sort of, well, I, I try to I, I'm more of a reader, I guess. See because I don't have time to be sitting on YouTube all day. I usually read stuff. Uh, well, the funniest thing is that unlike the both of you, it's like you will find those and you'll you'll follow those specific ones. In me, they find me. It's like, why? Why? <laughs> I don't do shit. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, Deep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I, I think I think Doug Demiro. It's uh, it, going back back to him circling back. Um, no, I, I it's most people where I don't like his character as much as I like him as a person. Um, I think that's more reflective on me personally having a more like rounded re- like view of what I like in cars. And I like aspects of cars, not cars as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And that will that, that will allow me to like have you know that that just allows me to like look at a car like. So you want to show people the quirks and features of a car? No, not necessarily. But it's it's one of those things where it's like I'll look at <laughs> I'll look at a car and be like, you know what, the E ninety Corolla. Everybody looks at it like a super cheap car, but the E ninety generation Corollas are actually kind of cool cars, and this is why. Like they have a they have a. a abundance of really cool aspects to them that make them greater than Absolutely. what they look like on paper. So something like that, I, that that's what I appreciate more. And I think that he's more the, like this one thing ruined the car for me, or I can't get over this one thing. Right. And he'll spend an entire episode talking about the door handles of a Mitsubishi Mirage. And it just makes you like want to go insane. But like, no, as a person, I, I think, I think he's, I, I think he's a lot cooler as a person. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of, that's the big thing. I wanted to make that big, uh, Known because uh, a good chunk of this podcast has been me yelling about Doug DeMiro. Um, so there you go. Things can change in the world, folks. No worries. I always just have to wait out the tangents. I yes. want to talk about wheels and also General Electric at the same time. Wait, what? Yeah, it sounds a little weird. So uh-huh. I've been fighting with uh, the powder coater on the factory Murcielago wheels, and they told me that somebody had stripped out the little titanium bolts that hold the face to the barrel. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So we totally can't do anything with these. But then the next day I saw that HRE was working with General Electric on 3D printing those darn things. Oh, yeah, I saw this. And now I'm just like, well, that's amazing. Because like in a few short years time, then you could probably 3D scan the part that's broken. Yes. And you could just like 
It's like, can you just send me one of these things real quick made out of titanium? Like, the whole thing. And, like, they, they have no investment. They don't have to, like, do any special modeling. They can, yeah, that's they actually really cool. So, like, mm-hmm. I still don't understand how metal 3D printing works at all. No, they, not, not at all. <laughs> they, I mean, that's why they worked with GE. So, what they've done uh... is they've created a world-first 3D printed titanium wheel, and it looks like it's got a carbon fiber barrel. So I really don't know how can this we, works. Can we stop for a second? Sure. Real life, you you buy that wheel. Yeah. You are washing your car, and you now have to clean it. You are gonna cut your hand so badly. You will be. You're just gonna bleed out washing your first wheel. Yeah, you're, those wheels are gonna always look awful on every single car because nobody's ever gonna be able to wash it. Like you'll have a power washer, and then every single face will find a way to spray like degreaser right into your eyes. Yep. <laughs> It'll just be awful. Yeah, so anyone watching the Twitch or YouTube version, uh, it looks like somebody just mounted a whole bunch of knives together. It looks a, like a, a wheel made out of an erector set. Or like a, a really edgy snowflake made out of sharpened knives. And like Basically, used yeah. medical needles. I think the Sonex stuff would clean that. It probably I, would. I, yeah. I think I think a it looks like the side the scaffolding on the side of a building being remodeled. Yeah, but like a skyscraper. It's like scaffolding at a distance. Yeah, it does. But anyway, the technology. It looks... Mm -hmm. Yes, the technology is is there. It's very cool. I like that. That's pretty neat. I'm pretty sure the barrel's carbon fiber in the face is 3D printed titanium, but even still, that's incredible. So I'm guessing this wheel is probably like 30 grand or something like that. Oh, I'm sure. Per per wheel. Well, yeah, of course. And it's also HRE, so that's entirely possible. 3D printing is super rad, and now that metal is like super easy to 3D print, apparently... I'm looking Which, forward to the time I can just buy one of these stupid things, put it on my desk, and start making stuff. A lot of times they just shoot like a laser at like titanium powder. Oh. And somehow this makes it. Oh, it just superheats them. Yeah, out. it sticks okay. together, and they can do all sorts of precision crazy crap like that. I, cool. I, so I can instead of having to search eBay for 500 years, I can finally <laughs> find a 15 by 8 uh, Mugen MR5 wheel for my Civic. I'm yes. so excited. I can just make it. You just buy like a 15 by 3 or whatever the original size was, 3D scan it, and then just go whoop. Yeah, exactly. Like 8 now. Cool. I just need one 15-inch Mugen MR5 face, Yep. and then I can make everything around that. Yep. Exactly. Ah, oh, I'm so excited. I, for one, welcome our future 3D printing wheel overlords. Ah, uh, Me too. I can also make it out of wood now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what weighs the same as a duck yes um all right so i want to talk about you have your awards for vody uh and not to trample on your toes or anything but motor cult is doing one as well ouch my hurt ouch i hurt i know right ouch i'm a for hurt yes I, I can't even spit out a sentence yeah I'm he's so hurt he's terribly hurt uh <laughs> our motor cult awards will be called the modis <laughs> excellent i approve not only named after burger's cat but also kind of sounds motor like cult modis. motor cult modi it makes sense it sounds it good um so <laughs> our categories of course, being motor cult, they're not going to be your standard, hey, this is the best. This is the best of all time. Ours are going to be much more um, nuanced here. Yeah, they're going to be a little more tangential. So you're gonna have your, you have your standard best compact, subcompact, midsize, full-size, wagon, coupe, convertible hatch, all that stuff. Country of origin stuff. Yeah, uh, country of origin. But I have some special ones that motor cult viewers and listeners will be uh, expecting, such as... 
the blandest crossover category. <laughs> there is no best. There is only the blandest. Because if you make yep. a good crossover, nobody's going to buy it because it's not going to matter. Did you just say good crossover? Yes. What? That's a heck of an oxymoron. They, that's why they don't make any good crossovers. Because you can't have a crossover and then also be good. They're mutually exclusive. Or that's if you true. do manage to find a way to make that work, nobody, nobody will buy it. Exactly. Um, then we're also going to have uh, the biggest comeback because we've had a lot of changes this year uh, with manufacturers and see who's really had the biggest change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've had a couple of candidates in this show alone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we will also have the biggest fall from grace too because that is... We've had a couple of massive falls. We've talked about all of these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll reiterate soon. We are going to have the best and worst marketing decisions of 2018. Um, I'm loving this already. It's going to be a good one. Um, and then we're also going to have the uh, biggest legal clusterfuck of the year. <laughs> I'll give you guys like two guesses beep. on this one. It should be pretty obvious which uh, one yeah, we're going to end yeah, up there's, on. There, there, are, there are two of them. Um and then the Why Is This Car Not Available in America Award, uh, the award for cars that you want oh, to see available this. in America. <laughs> not necessarily will sell well, but something you want for your own personal devices and we're to also purchase. not limiting this to vehicles released or revised in the calendar year. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably make a separate one for that. Uh, now mm, I've been thinking it fine. over this morning. But I, no, I, I mean, I think there is uh, the ones that you want to import the most that you can't. And then the actual Why Is This Not Available in America things that are sold in other countries that are like, I want this. Something like yeah. an up GTI. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm treating like cars that are currently on sale. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant, yes. Yep. Um, and then there is uh, the A Car for Mom Award. I love it. The Fiat yeah. Panda Mammy. No, the <laughs> the uh, Car for Remember Mom Award oh is my the, God. Uh, the best car for somebody that can't be bothered with maintenance that will also complain about the cost of said maintenance but you also have to drive it because it's your mother and you have to drive her around sometimes in her car. Mm. So what does she buy? Award. Um, and then, of course... It's worth ma- mentioning, we've already picked our picks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, those ones are me and Burger only. We're going to have to fight amongst ourselves. For my, this mom, my mom is way better at car maintenance than I am, though. That's well, that's that's the thing. It's it, Maybe not your mother. Hmm. Maybe your aunt or something. What? For a family member, it's a car. Basically what that is is... That's what is the best car that you can get that is a reasonable car. And I said complaining about maintenance costs just to exclude BMW, basically. Because hmm. I know Burger would say BMW. No, I wouldn't. And I didn't. I know you didn't. It wasn't even on my short list because I didn't even read that whole prompt because <laughs> yeah. it was way too long. Yeah, it was a really long prompt. Um, no, I picture like people buying like Cayenne S T2s. That's what I mean. Yeah. So anyway... Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! Why is it one hundred and ninety dollars for an oil change? What is the CCV? You my, bought yeah. a bloody Porsche. Yeah, you exactly. Bought a that. Touareg with an even unreliable wrist engine in it. Yeah, exactly. What did you expect? I don't know. My, my mom's got a BMW, and they replaced the whole engine for free. So exactly. probably an N twenty or an N sixty two. It was an N twenty. So uh, wow, there is specifically <laughs> no automatic <laughs> transmission of the year award. Because automatic transmissions are terrible, and you should not have one. You're not allowed um, to have a... Yeah, yes. Also, every car that is on this list, with a handful of, ex- of exceptions, are available with a manual. Um, and then the existence award. Cars that really... <laughs> I think we really just need to... We need to note that this car exists, 
It's basically the Spirit Award and the Special Olympics. Yeah, no, this this is the car that, um, despite what every other marketing, engineering, and bean counter said, this car really shouldn't exist, (laughs) and we're not going to make it. But somehow there was a company out there that got this car through without without enough people saying no into the United States. Yeah, exactly into the United States. Like it's just it's a fantastic like event that this vehicle has been produced. So. I, yeah. I, for one, look forward to the Modis. Yes. Uh, I, too. I, this should be fun. <laughs> yeah, we're, we will have some of these available for public vote. Uh, a couple of these will be just for... Uh, it's worth mentioning for that the public I... vote does not control the actual outcome. That is true. That, that controls if we're in a tie. Right. And we cannot come to agreement. Um, that's Are you going to send physical trophies? Cause... Yes, they're going to yeah, be goodwill. I actually, they're they're going to be goodwill bowling trophies that we put new tags on. Yeah, because I, I think the odds of them putting them somewhere like prestigious are, pr- are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I will, yeah, I will yeah, absolutely yeah. send. No, we're, we're planning on going trophies. to the midway yeah. goodwill and buying used bowling trophies. It's wonderful. On yeah. Them. Yeah. yeah, no, there there will be physical trophies that will be given to the OEMs for this. <laughs> I might have to do it anonymously. So I may looking... have to get a whole bunch of golden cocks too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to be the existence award. Just you wait. <clears throat> yeah, no, the uh, that one. I think uh, I really want. I'm pulling so hard for Mitsubishi to win the existence award, just for really any one of their products could totally. So are they? What they're, they're pulling to win the existence award <laughs> yeah. every, every year. They need an award of some Fred, sort. Fred Fred Diaz needs awards. What yes. one of the things with Mitsubishi the existence award is that like I honestly think of all the OEMs they would be the most appreciative of that award. <laughs> um, but yes, so that that will be coming up. Um, we will have this finished up by December. Um, We'll be, we're planning to do it on the last episode of 2018. Yes, that, that will be the, the last episode of 2018. We will be giving the award ceremony, like the second episode that we do the last episode yep, of 2018. The yep. Yeah, the, win, the, the Wednesday episode of 2018. Uh, we will be doing this award ceremony. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good time. And uh, a lot of people are going to be really happy about it. I'm, you know, in hindsight, I think that the worst marketing decision award will not be sent out to OEMs. We'll just state that on air. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's that's some bad PR that you we don't have want a, sitting We have in your a limited mantle. shipping budget. Yeah. <laughs> so wait on a second. I will get I will get the email from somebody saying, um, Randy, do you know an Eric Berger or Ryan Snetsky? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I, I, I deny your I deny your existence, folks. I will have to use my alternate ego on the internet that I use for commenting. I was things. noticing Shaco that you're... time badass. No, 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 <laughs> Chet Manley. You have also have like a Kyle something or other. Kyle like, Katarn. Yeah, that's the what the, the Google Doc that you had you've shared with me for the Modis. I'm like, what the heck is this? Anyway, that's enough time spent on that. Look for it at the end of December and of course the following years. All right. I want to talk about EAG. Mm, okay. Do you guys know who they are? Yeah, it's that isn't that BMW ownership that sells like mostly like all the manuals. Yeah. yeah. So the, these guys they'll they'll search out the lowest mileage rarest BMWs. Mm-hmm. And then flip them for immense profit. Good. Good. But they also have extremely good taste. Normally, these guys just buy and sell one car at a time. They'll trade. Like, they'll get a lot of return customers coming back. I'm like, I'm just bored with this thing. Let's trade it out for another car. They, about a week ago, posted that they were going to sell a lot of vehicles for the first time ever. Yeah. Which is a little weird. And then you click on the story, and it says it's $2.3 million worth of cars. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, squeeze me. 
Baby powder? I, I saw that uh, list. And yeah. So phenomenal. I started reading this. I'm like, I own all of these cars. And then I get halfway through the list. I'm like, ooh, I can't afford, I can't afford that. So what this is, it's a greatest hits of BMW list. So it's got things like my 1 Series M. It's got an E39 it, it M5. It is literally a greatest hits. It is. It's got an E46 M3, E30 M3. But it's also got like things like a Z8. It's got an S54 well, M Coupe. It's got an E36 M3 lightweight. It's got a Z1, which isn't an M car. It's a little bit weird. I think they were just reaching a little did, bit why there. Why did you skip over the the exclusive E92 Lime Rocket? Edition? Because that car is stupid and it has too too few doors. What and, and, and a lack of any real upgrades whatsoever. Yeah, they painted it orange and put a spoiler on the back. Yeah. Ooh. Um, that one I think is stupid. But the rest of these decisions are really good. The E28 M5. I there think, is I an think, M1 in there. Yes, I saw it. As I say that. Um, which is where most of the value comes from. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, the thing is, this is a, this is a greatest hits of M. But this could be very close to being a greatest hits of all BMWs. All they really need is a 507 and like a 2002 TII. But neither of those are M cars, which is what well, I have that's a problem with like, the Z1. It's, it's got like, it's two basically two cars away from being the greatest hits of all BMWs. And like yeah. a 3.0 CSL. Yeah, like this is the cars and E9 that, needs to be yeah, in there for sure. The only, like those three cars, you would have the best And that BMWs. Lime Rock needs to be replaced with a facelift four-door E90 M3 manual non-i-drive with extended leather because that yes. is a way more special E90 chassis M3 than that is. Yep, yeah, I, I agree. And actually, it's very hard for me to say that a sedan is better than a coupe. It is. But, it's more rigid. It's well, better no, looking. No, that's, it's cheaper. It's lighter. No, it, it's it's like the, the G35 in that yeah. aspect. Oh, for sure. G35 <sighs> sedan, hands down in every way, is better than yep. the 350Z in a fat suit yep. coupe. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, that's um, it. Otherwise, just get the get the three hundred DZ. Like, why would you? Yeah. Why would you even? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, get a G thirty five six speed or get a three fifty Z. Well, actually, the, the reason the reason yeah. is the the G thirty five coupe is a two plus two. The three hundred DZ is just a two seater. Yeah. So like, they have a two seater, two plus two in the sedan. It's just like I don't know. I, like I like the idea of a two plus two. Yeah. But it, I just the G thirty five coupe doesn't do it for me at how, all. How, is it no. actually useful at all? Like the new Camaros are just. Might, no, no, they're they're well actually have a they're, back seat. No, they're actual yeah, real the back seats. I've just... been in the back. Of okay, like, they're they're reasonably they're no worse than like a like a one ninety e. You know, mm-hmm. it's a one ninety e. It's a little bit harder to get. It's a little bit harder to get into. But since it's a two door, it's a lot more acceptable. Sure. Than a one ninety e, where it's a four door, it's still just as cramped as being in the back seat of a G thirty five coupe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a fair comparison, even though I'm a little bit perturbed by it. <clears throat> anyway, so but anyway, yeah. So I have half of that list. I think the the best half, but also the half that I can afford. Other than that, if you have two point three million dollars, just go ahead and buy it. You know, it's funny because I have like I've owned half of the best Toyotas. Yeah, and it's the best half. Yeah, it's also the half that I can afford. Yeah, it's weird. It's I've like not, we're on the same page, but in a yeah, completely different weird. part of the world. It's it's like I I've not owned a. Mark IV Supra. I've not owned a um, Lexus uh, LSA or LSR or whatever it was. LFA? LFA. There you go. Thank you. The LFA. Um, I've also not owned a uh, Toyota Century. Oh, those are so cool. But those are also the weird ones I can't afford, which are just, of course, worse than the ones that are way more affordable. I will give you one one advantage that you'll have. You'll be able to fit in an LFA. 
Well, yeah, but I can also fit in all the cars I've owned. Yes. Uh, of course, to me, fitting in a car, if I'm touching the door and the center console and I can unlock the passenger door without having to really reach. Just like, means you're overly successful. No, that that's a perfect size car for me. Anything larger than that's just wasteful. Uh, um, also, yeah. I do want to talk about one more thing before we're done here. Sure. Um, it's kind of bummer news. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're talking. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're um, talking about. Jed from uh, uh, Brainerd. From Brainerd. Yeah, we have a kind of a little article on the Motor Cult blog about him. But uh, yeah, Jed from the owner from uh, BIR, he passed away this week. Uh, unfortunate Very sad. Um, swimming accident. Uh, I don't know if it was swimming, but he, he swimming went for a boating. swim. Yeah, he was yeah. ejected from a boat off the coast of Fort Myers and never resurfaced. Well, he did uh, resurface, but he, he resurfaced dead next morning, a while yeah. later. Oh, that's, yeah, it's it, it's a really big bummer. Uh, Jed was a really great guy. He was... Uh, Not often does somebody that wealthy and connected uh, stay that cool. Yeah, that's the thing, is he was um, really responsible for putting a lot of the grassroots... The Minnesota culture of culture. BIR right now Yeah, like Jed. stuff like... yeah. Like proving grounds mm-hmm. and uh, Wednesday night street drags and like stuff like chump car coming chump through. Chump car, uh, yeah, 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 like stuff like that coming through. You know that happened all under Jed's tenure, and uh, he's gonna be really missed. And that's a lot. I know a lot of people. If it was not for those three events, would not be able to expand their horizons. I, I wouldn't have started racing. If it like, wasn't for, yeah. yeah, I mean, going three hours away from my house and doing that for the first time was in, intimidating oh, yeah. enough. No, if yeah. I have to go to some foreign place, like another state, and try to do it, yeah. I, I may have not bothered in the first place. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, for me, you know, that was, you know, be able to go to proving grounds, to be able to, you know, go to autocross and uh, autocross and road course and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That that really let me expand my horizons outside of. You know, forty poles on with the, all the street racers and yeah. uh, Mexico, Minnesota. Yeah, in Mexico, yeah. Minnesota, and playing Forza. You know, I it, just hope that the the culture of the track doesn't change. I'm sure everything important is already booked and on the docket for 2019, but I, 2020 and forward, I really hope well, that it stays his, the same. I, I believe his wife. Is she's well. really she, into it. She's she's yes. into it, and she's she's keeping control. I think mm-hmm. I think his dad I think, too. I, yeah, yeah, I think I think Christie's gonna be. Um, a really good owner of BAR. I think she'll continue Judd's legacy, and yep. I, I don't think anything's going to change. It's just kind of you know, a bummer. I mean, thankfully, that. it has been a family affair. Judd's been yeah. kind of the figurehead, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was co-owned yeah. with his dad and Judd. So I mean, there's so the, logistically, I don't think it'll change too much in the foreseeable future. But still, moving forward, it sucks. So, so tonight, uh, I know we're not. I know that we'll, somebody will be listening to this switch later. But tonight, they're having a vigil up at the track. Oh, so, on Saturday. Uh, yep, uh, so, yeah, if you're watching live, get in your car right now. Yep, yeah, because go up it, to they'll open up the gates at three. They'll be lighting the cur- uh, the first candle at dusk. Uh, dress warm because it's going to be cold up there. But um, my heart goes out to uh, the Coppin family. Uh, we did do a little post on VNR on that because the fact is, is that BIR for us in Minnesota, that's our playground. That, that is. is that yep. is the place that you know for us and. You know, yes, DCTC on occasion, but if you want a proper track, and I mean a proper track that has three configurations well, on yeah. top of all that, and also a track that um, does challenge the uh, the motorsports enthusiasts to really try to get to understand how to really tackle the larger tracks. This is our playground. Mm-hmm. And, and for Jed for and Jed and his family, uh, for 
having that for us, for whether it's enthusiasts, journalists, or uh, even, uh, you know, day in, day out car, uh, car fans, you know, Jed has been the lightning rod and he's definitely going to be missed. So again, I also want to put my hearts out to like Gary and the rest of the staff at BIR who's worked with Jed to make sure that that track is on point for every little event that's up there. Yes. And the, especially this year, especially with 1320 coming out for the first time to um, power cruise. Yeah. Like we've got some huge power, nationwide notoriety now. Power cruise and proving grounds. They came to both. They, they were at proving grounds. Okay, cool. Yep. Maybe it was, no, they, okay, yeah, they were at both then. They, yeah, they were definitely yeah. at Power Cruise. Yeah. Um, for, for non-Minnesota people, I think it's important to have the Power Cruise only comes to BIR. It's, yeah, it, it's, they come it's, from it's, Australia yep. to BIR. Yeah, it's true. That's a big deal. Well, I think so. another thing, too, <laughs> that we have to put in a perspective for listeners from places like SoCal and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where you have, or just California as a whole, you have an abundance of tracks. Mm-hmm. Here, we have BIR. And all the taste of goodness goes into that one track. Yeah, we have <laughs> BIR. And I can't think of any other track, maybe Sonoma, but like a track that has, you know, as equal quality of a drag strip as it does a road course. And then at the same time, at something like Proving Grounds, you can also run uh, autocross at the same time. That's pretty huge. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you can do all, all of those at the same time. And, you know, to a lesser extent, I mean, you could drive down to Road America, but like that's like more than twice as far. It's way more. It's a way better it's, track, yeah, but yeah, but it's, it's not where you want to start. It's not good, and it is really far away. So the barrier to entry, especially if you don't have a truck and a trailer and a, at least ability to support your own track car, you're going to Brainerd. Yeah, that's it. I mean, because you can AAA gold it from Brainerd home. You yes, can't you can do that. From, that you know. is that is true. That's a, that's a big deal. Um, you also plus, have yeah. You, you can all you can also go like to like MA Performance and mm-hmm. from you can feasibly drive from BIR to MA Performance and back in one day. Easily. If you like, if it's a Friday mm-hmm. and something breaks at the track, you can run down there and grab your part. Yeah, that's, that's probably a six-hour round trip, but still, it's it's yeah, it's it's a long trip. It'll be a long day, but that's gonna keep you from. It happens every yeah. time there's an event. Yeah. Oh, I, people shuttling to the cities to get yep. parts. So. I, I remember back when we were to MA Performance, there'd be a our parts truck. We'd just have a handful of parts that were people always were getting. So gaskets and V-band right. clamps and stuff like that. We'd always have them mm-hmm. in the truck, and they'd order online. And yeah, when I was working on Friday, I'd just be like, you know, just go to the truck. It's over by the condos. So I'll have the part. All right. Show show them your purchase order number and they'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I used to do um, that with BMW parts, like clutches and water pumps and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I think uh, that'd be a good place to leave off on the episode. Um, your house neighbor story, I think we should leave until we um, can do that in the next one. Yes, because not only that, that's gonna it, be it a needs a little more hilarious time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> story. So, That's just fine. Yep. Randy, so. th- thank you very much for coming on. And, appreciate uh, it. I appreciate everybody it. Everybody, remember to vote for uh, Vody18. V-O-T-Y. Yep. yep. So, randystern.net, click on the story and vote at the bottom of that link. Yes. And there will also be so, there will also be additional uh, posts throughout the two weeks before we close the polls on the 27th. And be ready to find out who Vody18 is going it's to gonna be. It's going to be the Mazda on, 6. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be Mazda 6. We're, we're going to make sure we stack that. Yep. Um, also, uh, on the 28th, <laughs> uh, I, I need to finish my sentences. Oh, sorry. You need oh. to finish? What? I thought you were done. Are you done? Are we done? No. I got one more thing I got to add. Go. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. 
Anyway, uh, if you are uh, a fan of Motor Cult, uh, please give to our Patreon. Uh, that helps us keep the doors open here, keeps us from getting good guests. At this point, it helps us just keep the beer flowing. Yeah, it keep, keeps the podcast going at all. Um, and I'll, I'll have more to talk about on Wednesday. We will be slightly revising the schedule and giving our uh, higher-end patrons a yes. little bit more. So. Yep. So, But anyway, uh, thank you very much, and a special thank you to our Patreon uh, subscribers, be sure to, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, like it, whatever you can do on Twitch. I don't know what you do on Twitch. Uh, give us a sub up. on Twitch, yep, YouTube, sub. subscribe, yep. hit the little notification button, just give us a like, a comment, anything. The follow. more active you are, the better it is for us, even if you don't give us follow anything. Follow us on, Patreon, on Facebook so. and, yeah, all that. Cool. All right. And, well, of course, share it with your friends. Yeah, share it with <laughs> your yeah. friends. Of course, that's the biggest deal is tell other people. Yep. So I can publicly embarrass myself on a larger scale. And we all like that. So. Exactly. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Yep. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.